30, yeah, 30 bucks. I'll be on the sidelines for that rice game. <laughs> <laughs> they might even, you know, for an extra $10, let you call a play. <laughs> I bet you're... Beers podcast. We are the Lupton Drinking Club. I'm your host, Kyle Malloy at YellMK on Twitter, joined by my co-host Jacob Sailors at JD Sailors. We have a full house tonight. We've got Crazy Ray Cartwright. We have the Sultan of Stat, Martin Guerrero, and we have the uninformed horse himself, Garrett Evans. Gentlemen, hey. I uh want to ask you a question. Have you guys heard of or been to Jack's American Pub? I have never heard of that. Never heard of that. No. Nope. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about Jack's American Pub in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, oh, they, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. I've been to that one. <laughs> <laughs> they they have a promotion going. Oh. oh they will good, cover. Dude. They will cover every tab when the Jets uh, lose a game started by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so they will cover all the drinks. If the Jets lose a game, uh, this you have to be there 15 minutes before kickoff, so you can't show up at the last minute. Order a bunch of shots. Uh, surely Josh Allen would would get the best of um, of of the Jets, right? Well, I, well, I can tell you why why he didn't. Spoiler: <laughs> because I drafted his ass in like the fifth round, fourth or fifth round in fantasy. <laughs> That's why he sucked last night. Everyone knows Aaron Rodgers was out. So, of course, again, the Jets are going to lose, but never. (laughs) You cannot forget about Zach Wilson. Um, Long story short, the Jets won in thrilling fashion. There was this video from a a news agency in Milwaukee at the the bar uh, taking video at the end of the game. And you hear the you hear the guy going. The mood has changed considerably. Uh, this, this this scene in the bar where everyone's realizing they have to pay their own tabs. <laughs> MK, how many upset wives were at that bar last night as they had their husband telling them, "Oh, dude, this is a sure thing. Sure, we can order whatever we want." I didn't see a lot of women in the video, but you know that happened in the morning. You, you that, that you know they they went out all night and promised that they wouldn't have to pay the tab. <laughs> Did you guys see in related news, there was a, one of the betting apps was running a promo where you could oh. put in $20 to win 40 on Aaron Rodgers over oh. a yard passing over what <laughs> over one half yard passing and the <laughs> under hit. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about DraftKings uh, special nine 11 vet prop. That too, but could you imagine like that would be some shit I would bet on. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I think he'll get one yard passing tonight. And the and freaking was, under hits. <laughs> dude, wasn't it like plus 322? It was like 20 to win 40. Yeah. Why were they why was that even a bet? So like I've done, I think it was uh I, I there's a um uh, app that I signed up for and your first time playing it for like a promo. Gotcha. They gave me like it was it was the same thing. It was like Tom Brady over half a yard. 
and I cashed in on that bad boy. Put five down, you get a hundred to spend or something, and you know what? Yeah, like some that. weird promo, but I don't know if they refunded <laughs> everybody's bets or what. But that's hilarious. Gosh, <laughs> they just made a ton of money on their Rogers. Yeah, game. and I think um, was it DraftKings or what's the other one? Um, what's the other one? Yeah, it's it was DraftKings, right? Yeah, they uh, they refunded everybody's Aaron Rodgers futures bets for the year. Oh, oh that's yeah. nice. Yeah, I guess I don't. I mean, good for the people, but in that part of betting is, you know, yeah, it's the risk. Yeah, well, it's a risk, right? That's a, that's interesting because if any other player got hurt, they're not going to do the same thing. Right. That's what I'm saying. What if what if you bet like Tony Pollard over I don't know. 15 touchdowns for the season and he gets hurt in week three. Are you yeah. gonna get are you gonna get a Dude, It's just it's just Aaron Rodgers' privilege. That's all that is. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, I it might have been a ploy just to uh, make them look good at, as opposed to their competition who probably just kept everybody's money. Well, so so if they credit all that in their account, they're gonna spend it again on a, on a game on a game next week. So yeah, and they get all the goodwill from the fans. They're not losing any money uh, from that. Not the fans, but yeah, the people that use the platform. Anyway. All right. Yeah, that was a crazy ass game. Did you enjoy the first week of NFL? I know I did. I did actually. I, I love to have the NFL back. A full slate of college football, NFL the next day. It's a lot of football, but I love it. I love it it's so glorious. much. It's glorious. But we got to talk about the most important game of the week. That's right. Frogs bounced back from a disappointing home opener in a big way. They took down the powerhouse of the Southland Conference, Nickel State. Final score was 41 to 6. Um, let's start with some good. Can I All offer right? a disclaimer before we start? Please. So I made the business decision Saturday of going out with some friends and watching Texas and Alabama. So I didn't, I wasn't at the game. Um, and I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just, I'll watch it before the podcast. But then I started to think about it. I wonder if it'd be worth it for me to give a perspective from not actually watching the game and just kind of reading about it and looking at the stat sheet and then maybe see how that differs from how you guys feel about it from being at the stadium or watching it on TV. So just, that's my disclaimer for anything I say, I haven't actually seen the game yet because I want to experiment with this angle. Interesting. I like it. All right. So did not attend the game, did not watch the game live. Did you watch a replay of it? No, I haven't seen anything. Okay. Um, so tell us, break down the frogs and how, 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 how we did, Jacob. So while I was at the bar, I did like, I, I, I said I didn't see anything, but I pulled up the app and checked on my phone. And they were up 14 to nothing. And a few minutes later, they scored to make it 21 nothing. And I said, mission accomplished. I'm done here. So from my perspective, I was like, cool. You know, we took care of business. People got some work in. So I was like, all right, I'm fine. But then I was really surprised to get on Twitter later and see everybody was acting like we lost. So that's why I decided not to, you know, rewatch because I was going to keep my happy opinion and then you guys maybe can tell me why the people on twitter are wrong or why i shouldn't be happy about the game so what was the spread uh garrett there wasn't one there wasn't thought, one no there was i thought it one. was i thought it was 41 and a half would that could that have been made up somewhere well, or did they i said there wasn't one i'm sure somebody out there put a spread on it but a lot of times people won't yeah. touch these with, games with fcs typically there isn't one 
but 41 and a half, if they're, if you found one out there, that would be about right. I'm sure. That's just the number they're like pulling out of their ass. Right. Because they don't really yeah. know. They have no idea. No. Um, no. So we, I was there, uh, Gareth's there, Ray, uh, Martin, mm-hmm. I'm not sure where you were, but, um, let, let me talk about the, the, the crowd real quick. I was actually more impressed than I was expecting to be with the people that showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, the student section was yep. incredible. They were there Dude. pretty much start to finish. I'd say, I'd say I'd the say first starts a half. First, yeah. Well, first folks started like, I'm talking about the, um, the students specifically, they didn't really start funneling out until the end, you know, middle of the fourth and which I thought was amazing. Um, the crowd and the, the rest of the crowd in the first half was great uh, for an FCS team. After you lose yeah. the first game, I was like, I didn't expect this many people here because of all the other crap going on, like Texas and Alabama, you know, right. I figured yeah, a lot of people I, would want to watch that game. I was debating it right up till about three o'clock or so, whether to come out or not. And I decided, nah, I, I really want to watch Texas. Alabama. <laughs> Sorry, TCU. I'm bandwagon. <laughs> I wonder if it was a case where um, TCU fans that normally can't attend games mm-hmm. could attend this one because, you know, tickets were reasonable on the secondary market and people were just unloading tickets. So it was an opportunity for people that are really into TCU football to go watch a game live that normally couldn't go to a game. We ended up bringing, you know, Anna's mom, she, she rarely gets to a game. Uh, We took a friend of of each of the kids. It was like, Hey, pile in and we'll, we'll take you all to the game. Cause we had all these extra tickets, you know, people are just like you said, unloading them. And so we had a bunch of extra. Martin, did you go to the game? (laughs) No. <laughs> that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> okay, going back to your point, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes down to expectations, right? You're sure. you're you see a score on the screen that says twenty-one nothing in the in the at the end of the first quarter or second quarter, whenever that was, right, and right. you're like, hey, they they're meeting my expectations. Yeah, and, just don't make me nervous for any dumb reason. And I think. It's totally a perception thing, but being there watching the game, it did feel worse than the actual score ended up being. Right? Yeah. I mean, um, it felt like they were they were playing and and keeping the TCU defense on the field longer than they expected. Their their quarterback, which we can talk about all this, but you know, didn't have a great passer rating, all that stuff. But he felt like kind of a gunslinger. He was making some mm-hmm. crazy throws, and we're like, what in the world? And so it felt worse than the reality of the situation, which was two field goals, and that was it. You know, right. I did see that we struggled on third down, which is a little annoying. Um, but I did hear from Jeremy Clark on the broadcast that they you could tell the emphasis on tackling showed up and they tackled really well. Did you happen to notice that when you were watching? Well, I do remember getting frustrated. Colorado watching all the missed tackles. Oh, um, so. it lost the game. It, that was the single biggest reason we lost the game. Yeah. Which, by the way, you guys did a great job covering the Colorado game last week on the pod. Oh, thank you. I was upset I couldn't be there and I had to go to a WNBA game instead. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a pretty good punishment for losing your fantasy league. Oh, I, and I had to wear a mask the whole time. What was? Did you have to wear a Baylor jersey? What was that? All right, all right, all right. So, so the rules. <laughs> there were, was a lot going know, on. I had to go to a WNBA game. I had to be sober and stay sober the whole game. And I had to wear a mask the whole game. And I had to make a sign that said free Britney. (laughs) So I was like, well, what would a a nerd going to a 
WNBA game in a mask. What what kind of t-shirt would would he wear? So I went up, and this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do, but I had to go to Rally House and buy a Baylor shirt and put that bad boy. <laughs> could have kept the tags, he could return it. <laughs> and then just to just to top it off, I threw on a pair of cargo shorts I bought for a Halloween costume one year. <laughs> Now, uh, I will say you got to see some pretty exciting basketball, though. That Dude, the amount of time I spent looking at my phone versus looking at the court, <laughs> it's about a 90 to nine, nine to one ratio. <laughs> Dude, you had uh, Brianna Stewart in town and Sabrina. Ione- he, all right, no lie. That Brianna chick was impressive. Yeah, I'll give you that. But, dude, I was so checked out. And our wings are going to the playoffs. I was like, this is probably the best WNBA game they could possibly produce, and I could not be more bored. I'm sorry. It, it, I just don't like it. Hence why it was a punishment. You know, not all of us can be true sports fans. Yeah, you're right. So back to the game. Uh, yeah, did y'all uh, – uh... go ahead, Martin. Oh, uh, so I was uh, watching – man, I had three screens going on Saturday. Um I think the main reason TCU fans were, I guess, uh, annoyed or bothered by this game was that third quarter. Um, like you said, they were up 21-0 like in the first quarter. Uh, that third quarter, Nichols was driving like they had the ball for like 80% of that quarter. And I think TCU went like three and out. And Yeah, that's annoying. Uh, so the score was like 31 to six or something, which is kind of closer than what you want it to be, um, with nickel state. So I, I think that's why it was, it was just a little bit annoying because they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter and it's just, um, yeah, TCU could not get off the field, uh, in that third quarter. And then I think they ended up kicking a field goal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to look at. Now, they did do a good job of holding Nichols to field goals. They didn't let him in the t- in the end zone. Yeah, that's a positive. Um, I think, but I think the thing was like, I guess, I mean, TCU converted four third downs all game. I, I think people are just a little bit annoyed with <clears throat> so that. I guess that's part of the Bryles offense is they kind of go three and out pretty quick. It's like either a really big play where you, you know, you got a huge hole like that, uh, Amani Bailey, like 80 yard run from like the one yard line. Yeah. Against Colorado. Yeah. Or you're going to go three and out in like 10 seconds. And it's, I guess, I I guess people just want to see more creativity. But is it the creativity? You think it's more to do with execution? Because um, I don't, gonna... yeah, I, I, I would no. agree. I, I would say it has to do with execution for sure. I don't really care about being creative as, as long as yeah. it's successful. I think but... it has more to do. I think it has more to do with the fact that we're playing nickels. Like right. I think we are so far in the weeds right now, as as a whole. Like talking about and trying to, to talk about this off, we still scored a a, a a boatload of points, guys. I think there's nothing. There's I want to just qualm the fears of. TCU Twitter, everyone's freaking out. Everyone hates the bubble screen. Everyone wants to yell about yeah. Kendall. Everything is freaking fine, guys. We're going. Well, we're playing. We're playing Houston this week. 
it's okay. Yeah, yeah we I have to get, we just we have, have to, to get through this podcast because we do have to talk about nickels. I, I hear what you're saying. You know, um, like, no, I, I, when I say everything is fine, guys, I'm not talking to, I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about the greater TCU community. I'm talking about the right. Twitter community. All these complaints I've seen online since Saturday about this offense. Guys, I, I, yeah, listen, if you expect us to go out there and just have the most dramatic, most exciting offense against Nickel State, absolutely freaking not. We went out there. We took care of business. We put guys in different roles. We had a lot of guys not on the field at all, including Savion. What did you expect to see? It, it's, and, it's not gonna. It's not gonna be fun. It's not gonna be exciting. It's gonna be taking care of business. It's gonna be doing your job, getting it done, getting the win, and going on to Houston, staying healthy. And yeah, I agree with you. And uh, and to add on to that, I'm sure that they weren't using like the same playbook that they're gonna use against Kansas State or Oklahoma. Or exactly. Texas, you know? we're, we're not gonna go out there. We're not gonna run plays that we want to put on tape against conference rivals. Right. And, but I will say though, like, if we want to get into some of the bad, why in the hell did Amani Bailey only average three and a half yards per rush? And overall, I mean, we, we ran for, yeah. we ran for 129 yards, but on 37 carry, like we have just as a team, three and a half yards of carry. So the offensive line get their ass whooped or what? They're, they're getting protection. They haven't given up a sack all season. They just right. can't, they're, not, the they're run, not getting the, the push. Game. Yeah, I know. They're they're not getting the push for some reason or creating those holes yet. I mean, well, they did against Colorado. They did. I mean, they absolutely did against Colorado. Um, I, I think a lot of that. It, I, again, I think a lot of that just comes back to what we were trying to do on the field and position groups we were rolling out there. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I the, the 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 goal, the objective of every drive was not maybe necessarily to score a touchdown. Is to see what can we do here. What can these guys do there? Uh, yeah. And we're trying to we're trying to evaluate this as if they're trying to go and get points. A lot of times, maybe they're not. Maybe we just want to see what certain guys can do in certain situations, and that's what we pay FCS teams to come to Fort Worth for us to do. And maybe they want to try different schemes in the offense just to see if it'll work. Exactly. And maybe exactly. they said, "Okay, well, that's not working, so we're not going to do that anymore." You know. Yeah, is this is this will this work here? Will this not work here? Mike, let I me mean, ask you this: Do you think um, the people who are annoyed about the game would be as annoyed if we would have pulled out a three point win against Colorado? Like, I think absolutely it's leftover. Absolutely not. I do. I think it's a lot of leftover butthurt from Colorado, as yeah. far as all the online um, sad boyness goes, because there's so and much of it. I, I totally get it because maybe I end up going to the game if we beat Colorado. You know. You're exactly right. I think it changes everything. I think the momentum, insofar as the the fan base, our our attitude um, is completely different. I think people are more excited. I'm super excited, right? I mean, we're going into Big Twelve play this Saturday. There's oh yeah, a lot going on. But I can. I, I just too. couldn't get up for Nickel State, man. I just I couldn't. At the end of the day, couldn't pull the trigger on it. But you probably could if we were starting off one and zero, and we had yes. played that we were supposed to have played and executed where we should have executed against Colorado. Correct. I I, I think you're right. Um, I love to see how well Chandler Morris did. Did did his play yes. on the field match his stat line? Because he went 26 of 30, 263 passing, uh, two touchdowns, and a QBR of 92.9, which was the highest in the Big Twelve and one of the highest in the country. Yes, opponent adjusted. I know, but. Did he did he look confident? Like was he making quick decisions? 
Yeah, the I think is I, I think I think Chandler honestly need, could slow down a little bit. Um, he okay. uh, he makes decisions extremely quickly, which I think is going to pay off dividend. I think it's going to pay off, you know, in Big Twelve play. Um, but there was times when he had time to throw it, and he's getting out real quick. So you know, but I thought I thought it looked great. I mean, yeah, I, just, I was just thinking about that interception in the end zone last week where he took ten days to throw it. Yeah, uh, did you hear his quote after the game? He said, "I had two costly turnovers last week." That I mean, I could I couldn't even turn on the Animal Planet during the week and watch some shows without <laughs> seeing it on TV. Oh my so god! That was, so uh, he said that was an emphasis for. Well, him, he needs you know. to cut himself some slack for that Travis Hunter one because that was yeah. one of the best plays I've ever seen from a defensive back. Totally agree about that. I did think it was interesting. Chandler also talked about in his post game press conference uh, using his legs more, and that how that's yeah. been kind of a mental block for him. Yeah, so far in his career, and that uh, it's something that Kendall Bryles took Chandler aside last week and showed him some tape from the Colorado game, saying, "Well, this is where you could have used your legs. This is this is where you could have used your legs." And then Chandler also has a mental coach, yeah, that he sees, um, and even his mental coach was saying, "Hey, you've kind of got a mental block." When it comes to scrambling, you know, uh, and they worked on ways to get over that. And uh, he talked about, uh, so there was a drive late in the second quarter whenever TC was about to score. Chandler runs and gets popped at the two-yard line. Helmet comes off and all that, and then Josh Hoover has to come in for a play. Mm -hmm. And um, Chandler was talking about how that kind of uh, is like, okay, yeah, I can use my legs. I can take these hits kind of thing um whenever i'm running yeah it's tough when you're coming back from injury to get over that hurdle you know so that was a positive and it was kind of weird i don't know if y'all had this same thought while watching this game i kept thinking who are these receivers that he's throwing to hey i have a game Um, you guys want to play a game i mean i know everybody that had a uh reception Okay, so you mentioned that, Ray. Uh, Gary, you mentioned, uh, let's see, Savion Williams and who else was out? J.P. Richardson kind of got hurt, so he was kind of knocked up. Yeah. And uh, Dalen Wright, right? All right, so, so let's play a little game called Name That TCU Pass Catcher. Okay. <laughs> All right. At 5'10", 170 pounds, he's not a thick guy, but he averaged over 20 yards per catch. Uh, he was a four-star recruit, hails from Denton has now scored a touchdown in every game he's played as a frog. The N is one, the N of one. Um, his older brother, Amani Bailey's on the team. <laughs> That's uh, Jordan Bailey. Jordan, Jordan Bailey. Bailey. All right. Jordan Bailey. Dude, Jordan Bailey's he really good. quick. He yeah. is quick, quick, quick. Very quick. All right. This wideout's first collegiate touchdown was as a sophomore in 2020. Heavily recruited at a high school at 6'3", 205. He played for three Power Five football programs, uh, including TCU, with eight receptions, 92 yards. He was the Frogs' leading pass catcher on Saturday. Oh, Warren Thompson. There you go. Yeah, has to be. Last one. At 5'9", 180, what this wide receiver lacks in stature, he makes up for Earl. in charisma and previous teams played for. He eclipses Warren Thompson. He's played at OU, Central Florida, Ole Miss, and now TCU. Oh, um, 39 yards and a touchdown on Saturday uh, gave the Frogs a 21 nothing lead. He is from uh, Fort Worth. He was Jalen. Jalen? Jalen? 
Robinson. Jalen Robinson. Robinson. Jalen yeah, yeah. Robinson. Nice job, guys. Three for three. All right. Game's over. Um, okay. I wanted to bring this Wait, up. I, the reason I looked that up real quick was because oh, yeah, I didn't know any of these guys. I, I exactly. Just, I'm, I'm used to Savion Williams. I kind of know JoJo Earl from you know Alabama, and I'm like, who are these guys? I was like, oh, I feel dude, like I need I, to learn them a little bit. I was grinding is, on the depth chart all summer. So okay, uh Jacob, tell me everything you know about DJ Rogers. All right, so I know he was a he's the one that I saw on the stat sheet that I'd kind of forgotten about because he was pretty low on the depth chart. But was he? Let's see, is is he a freshman? He is. Uh, he was a redshirt freshman last year. Says sophomore. Oh, he's a sophomore. Okay. Yeah. Um. Actually, actually, yeah. I don't really. I can't tell you much about DJ Rogers. He's a backup tight end. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Washington. Sammamish. Sammamish. <laughs> we have seven tight ends on the roster. Yes, I was trying to think of all the receivers. I forgot he was a tight end. Oh, but this dude. At the end of the day, like. You're the game that game just tells us that we went in there and we played some we played some dudes and we kind of did our jobs and we kind of took care of business where we had to. So on that note, that's, that's why I mean, I'm so frustrated about people complaining about this game. I yeah, don't understand. And, and let me let me say this too. So I think when people see that game and they're frustrated, they're like projecting out for the rest of the season. Well, if we you know, like had that. these struggles against Nichols. What does that mean for the rest of the season? So I went back and looked at the last 10 previous games against FCS opponents. And I tried to see if there was just any correlation between how we performed in that game versus what our final record was. So I have four really good seasons with 11 wins or more. And then I have three, six seasons where we were below five, below 500, or there's one season we were seven and six. The only correlation I found between how we performed, and I use like offense and defense stats, so touchdowns, field goal, like drive results, right? Mm-hmm. So how did each drive in? So I charted each drive and counted the number of touchdowns, field goals, punts, turnovers on downs, and turnovers. And we really haven't had any bad games against FCS opponents, but ju- the conclusion I came to was, if we would have played a really good game, like name your score, whatever it is, like we win 73 to nothing. Like we've had those games in the past and then finished like five and seven. Oh, what about mm-hmm. that year that we played uh, South Dakota State? So I, I, I kind of left them out because I equate them more to like a Colorado than I do an FCS opponent. Yeah, they're, they're better than like SMU. I mean, I, I looked at it and I charted it. And yeah, that we were terrible defensively. We finished six and seven that year, but I don't think that had anything to do with well, we just struggled against an FCS opponent. That that team was like a powerhouse in <laughs> Division two. So yeah, I think they had like guys in the NFL. Yeah, so that one's that one's kind of an anomaly. That's more of like a G five school than a right. FCS. Right. So anyway, like if if we would have met everybody's expectations and made everybody happy, it doesn't mean we're going to have a good year. But what? Uh, what? My, I guess my my question would be: So okay, so you, if we met everyone's expectations and everyone would be happy and we have a good year, what are these supposed of expect? What What do people want? What do people expect out of they our? They want to be Colorado. They want to be Colorado. That's all. Exactly. It has I- nothing to do with this Nichols game. It all goes back to Colorado. I guarantee you, because this offense, as we just went through, we threw to four guys that aren't starting freaking receivers. 
this has nothing to do with this offense. It's just people complaining because they're still unhappy about Colorado. And right. National, but And the national championship game. Yes. Yeah, true. I mean, um, I do I want to say. Count me as one of the ones I was a little puzzled that it was only 31 to six after three, because I honestly thought this was a game and maybe, you know, it's back to what we talked about earlier and expectations. I thought this was a game that they were just going to come out and throttle and release a lot of uh, aggression on Nickel State. And well, they could, Ray, if they'd ran their real offense, and we clearly didn't do that. Yeah, but even your vanilla offense should be able to, in theory, move the ball better. Sure, but we we it's still blew them jobs out. more. So, I, mean, I, 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 get, I get what you're. I mean, I get what you're saying. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. But I, I, I don't I, know I, if, I we're, if we're giving enough well credit. That's maybe not the right word. Um, this is what Chandler Morris's fourth offensive coordinator. Not that he was a starter every year. Um, it's also the first year for for Kendall. I mean, it might take a, a minute, you know, to get things <laughs> ramped up a little bit. Well, it didn't take Garrett Riley a minute. It is in Clemson. <laughs> yeah. um, oh man. Did y'all notice uh, former TCU wide receiver Quincy Brown making some plays for Nickel State? Oh, I forgot about that. I meant to I go look. Good. good for him. <laughs> or he had a false start or something. And I think it was in maybe, I don't know, I don't have the drops or whatever in front of me. It did seem like uh, Nichols dropped a lot of passes in that game. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing is um, – in the first half, it was they had like six drops in that first half, so it wasn't like I mean they the the DBs were still getting burned on coverage. Um, I guess you know what the people wanted to see fixed. I guess didn't really get fixed I, I, other than like tackling. I mean, and not we throwing interceptions. We we had two turnovers, but they were all both on Josh Huber, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, the fumble. Uh, 100%, 100% right. was on Josh Hoover. All right, here's, Josh a legit, Hoover. here's a legit concern I have after two games, and that's the running back position. Guys, I'm scared about Trey Sanders. I don't know if he's going to contribute. He had a he sick had a nice hurdle. hurdle. Yeah, hurdle yeah that hurdle was very sick. That play I think he's good. Yeah, he had five carries for 13 yards. Which is which is about right against FCS opponent where he's not supposed to be the load carrying back anyways. No, it's not like even so much amount of carries. It's I don't think he was all that good against Colorado either. Yeah. I mean he was I have to look up I have no idea what his yardage was against Colorado, but I know he, he definitely was not the feature back. So yeah, I get what you're saying. Lonnie Bailey's gonna need some help. Yeah, this is not yeah. a running back stable that we had the last two years where no. we had we were like four deep. You know, at the Colorado game, uh yeah, Monty Bailey had a cramp or whatever, but we don't have anybody else. Yeah, no. where, where's Corey Wren? Two carries minus one yard. Because last year, uh after our top two guys, we had a Monty Bailey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I was confident about the receive or the wide, uh, yeah, the running back position going in because when we had Zach Evans and he left, everybody freaked out. But then we just plugged in DeMarcado and Kendry Miller. Yeah. So now Kendry Miller and DeMarcado are gone. And it's like, all right, you know, this is college football. You turn turn the roster. So who's going to step up? Right now, nobody I, really is. 
I think Trey will be just fine. We haven't played a conference game yet. Like, when we, let, let's re, let's have this exact same conversation next week after we play Houston. Let's see how both those dudes do, and what and let's see what the load is for both those two individuals against Houston, and then reevaluate when we're playing a conference game that means something. Yeah, I know Colorado, it, it, obviously, you know, it's not so much about the load in a no. game; it's about the production with those within those carries. And sure. Trey average, averaging 2.9 yards a carry and Amani yeah. Bailey, three, what, three, 3.5. That's not great. It's not good. It's not great. No, I agree. It's now, not bueno. Amani's <laughs> averaging seven yards a carry with the two games combined, but Trey Sanders only averaging three on 20 attempts. So for the, for the game against Nichols, I think, you know, obviously TJ would have loved nothing more than to just go into that Nichols game just run the ball down their throats and uh, average seven yards a carry. Um, and maybe that's why they didn't because Nichols planned to stop the run because that's, that's where TCU had their success against Colorado. That's what's on film is, is TCU was running the ball down Colorado's throat and we were struggling to throw the ball. So maybe yeah. Nichols just made us throw the ball. Maybe so. I mean, one, one concern about the game going in was I was worried we were just going to run the ball easily, and I wanted Chandler to get reps, and he got 30 passes, so I was really happy about that. That's the purple-tinted view right there. Exactly exactly what you said is, is that they could have run the ball every play and still beat Nickel State, and maybe they just wanted to give a guy who's who's played in one FBS game over the last, you know, per year over the last two years. Yeah. Some some time to get out there and 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 get timing with wide receivers that aren't starters. You know, Sav- yeah. Savion was gone. JP Richardson barely played. He got knocked out. So yeah. just go out there, just give Chandler a chance to go out there and sling it. And there's just there's yeah. just nothing there's nothing wrong. Again, that goes back to what I was saying earlier. We I guarantee you, a lot of times we're not going out there with the objective of scoring. Here we're going out to the objective, trying to accomplish a certain I, thing, a certain play. I don't I, like that. I think your objective should be always score. <laughs> well, of course, objective is to score, right? But it's how you it's how you find your way to the end zone. And there's nothing wrong against playing an FCS opponent and giving your guy try to build opportunities for your guy, see what he has in certain situations. That's why you play FCS teams. It's why you pay them to play us. It's for stuff like this it's to grow your offense. It's not to go out there and embarrass them. It's to give us opportunity to grow as an offense. So another way to to phrase that, Garrett, would be maybe giving different guys opportunities to play in positions that maybe they're not going to start when Big Twelve play comes around. You know, say, yeah. hey, what what happens if we move this guy over here? Does it do anything? You know, what happens? I I mean, I don't have any stats to back that up, but it's like they probably tested some stuff out just to see what happened. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Mk, what's up? You like my hat? I love it. Can you, you know tell me where you got it? it? You know where yeah. I got it? Tell got me. It from Hell's Half Acre. Hell's Half Acre? What's I love that? Hell's Half Acre. Hell's Half Acre <laughs> sporting goods. Stadium goods. Sorry, not sporting goods. Stadium goods. I'm looking at the website right now. They have some new arrivals. They have this really cool all state no sizzle shirt. And then this one, I might act, I, I might have to get this one. Football champions of 1938. <laughs> I love that. I love you know, that the, so much. The best part about that one is, is awesome. people who aren't TCU fans will just be pissed off. <laughs> so while you're listening to this podcast, while you're listening to this podcast, get on over to hellshalfacresg.com and check out the new arrivals and get you something before you head down to Houston this week. Speaking of Houston, 
Y'all want to talk about Houston at all? I think we should. Yeah, I'm done with Nickel State. Let's let's move on to Houston. The uh, the Cougars come into this game one and one. They beat UTSA to start the season. They lost to Rice in double overtime last weekend, 43 to 41. Kind of an embarrassing loss, to be honest. Um, mm. I don't think Rice had won that game in incredibly embarrassing. Years. Extremely uh, embarrassing. Familiar quarterback for Rice, JT Daniels. He's been at uh, maybe eight, uh, maybe 12 different colleges at this point. Um, Holgerson was quoted saying, I can't explain it. Maybe it's a trap game. Maybe it's a trophy game. Maybe it's a rivalry game. Maybe we were looking forward to the big 12 and TCU. I don't know. Maybe we didn't respect our opponent and they whipped our tail at the end of the day. It's on me. Oh, Holgo. That's, that's Did he high five the right quarterback? <laughs> I hope the way you read it, MK, is the way he read it. They sounded like you were uh, on Red Bull, you know, just mainlining Red Bull. <laughs> reading that. You know, honestly, I was kind of surprised with Houston because I'd written them off because they were getting their butts kicked in that game. I mean, I thought it was a, a blowout at one point. And so for them to come back and go to double overtime, you know, that's a little something. You can be nice to them if you want, but I don't care. <laughs> I, I thought Houston was going to suck before the year started. And then yeah. they and then they beat UTSA, which I mean that was uh pretty it wasn't a clean game. What was it like 17 to 14 or something like that? Yeah, very low scoring. Better than Baylor. Um, yeah. <laughs> which all this stuff is very confusing to me. Like the Texas State, the Houston, the Baylor, the the Baylor and Utah. Like it can Texas State beat Utah? <laughs> After two weeks, I'm gonna say yes. That's how that's how it works, right? If you beat a team, then you're automatically better than all the teams they beat. Right. So, like, Rice is going to play UTSA. Are they going to beat UTSA? Are they going to get up twenty-eight to zero on on UTSA? And then that's the thing is, it was it was a blowout. Like it was twenty-eight to zero, like at the half. And <laughs> that's that's so bad. Yeah. Because it's not like Rice has this explosive offense. Offense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's. <laughs> extremely like mid and so how do you give up 28 points to that and then does so question does that worry at all that they can score quickly because you know i i mean tcu could could dominate but they could also be up by 14 points and and uh houston might have a chance we're only we're only favored by i think six and a half or something like that Mm -hmm. um i had houston finishing the season four and eight that's what I think about Houston. Right on, on track. track. Yeah, they're right on, on track. track. Yeah. We got that game back. I had them. Let's get back on the right track. Uh, I had them. Uh, I, I think I think that's right. I mean, yeah, I think I think this is a true get right game for TCU. I think it's, you know, Colorado kind of came in, punched us right in our lip, made us feel bad about ourselves. We had this week to all of us decided to freak out about a freaking FCS game. And now we get to go down to Houston. It's a Big 12 game. It's in conference. Let's go get right. Let's whip their ass by a few scores. And this is let's just keep this season on the tracks. That's all this is for me. It's go down there, win by two or three scores, get this bad boy back on the tracks, and we can quit talking about Deion Sanders forever, for all I care. Hey, MK, um, JT Daniels didn't even play in this game. TJ McMahon was their quarterback. Really? Yeah. Dang. 
Hey, Kyle, so what you're speaking, say, of, uh, speaking of Deion Sanders, do you rank your kids like he does? <laughs> <laughs> that list is fluid, though. It, it's it, a like, move. Oh, yeah. It, it really it, does depend on the week. It depends. <laughs> for Deion, it's like, for Deion, it's like the hour. Yeah. So whenever somebody asks me who's my favorite, I stand up at a podium like the uh, college football playoff rankings, and I I can come up with any any first criteria I, any criteria I want to put you know Reed in first or last. <laughs> okay, so who's your favorite as of right now? Who's top of the list right now? Uh, so my son started middle school, um, which has actually been pretty fun. And he's he joined the band for the first time. He's he's learned how to play trombone. Um, oh. So, you know, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm enjoying kind of watching him like learn a new skill and just try something new that he's never done. We're we're not huge, you know, we're not a big musical family or anything, but he really seems to like it. That we went to the we've gone to uh, two Pascal games already to watch the band and kind of you know watch the team and. Um, so right now he's, he's way at the top of the list. <laughs> but practicing tram- trombone at the house. Does that, uh, does he lose some points there? He's does got that... some time frames that he can, you know, he can do that between, but it's good. It's all good. It's all good. And then did, you, did you see some of Dion's kids names? Uh, besides Shadur and, and Shiloh. Yeah. And then, so he's got Dion Sanders jr. And then he, he's got a daughter named Deandra. Yeah, of, co- <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. she's that's a so on brand. Oh, He's a really so good unread. basketball player. I'm surprised he doesn't have one named Prime, like Prime Junior. Honestly, <laughs> name to John Henry mean anything to y'all? John Henry to John? John to oh, John Henry. No, hey John Henry to John. He spent the last, I think, three seasons as the featured back for Texas Tech. He's now at Houston. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, no, wait, Hmm. I'm wrong. He got to Houston in 2020, but he was at Texas Tech 2018 and 2019. Yeah, so 30. Is he working on his doctorates? (laughs) Yeah, this is weird. Yeah, he's a graduate student for sure. TCU, uh, he committed to TCU in 2017. Oh, so he's real amped up to beat us. <laughs> well, he's yeah. had his chances. Does he, even, does he even remember? Yeah. No. He's got a story about Browse, too. He's gonna so, no, I saw up. the name. I saw the name, and I was like, I think that dude was committed to TCU once upon a time. And then I looked at his profile, and I was like, oh, no, wait, I remember him from Tech. And now it's all coming back. He was committed to Tech, and he flipped to Texas Tech. And now he's at Houston. So quite the journey, man. I wonder what he remembers from the Kenny Hill era of TCU football. That's <laughs> well, he never, he was never, he never made it to campus. So this, Houston owns the uh, the all time record thirteen to twelve in this series. I find that interesting. Huge. Hey, uh, Martin, are you excited that these next two weeks is uh, Southwest Conference football for TCU? Chosen fam. We got some sound on. No, freaking ESPN auto plays videos when I'm trying to look at stats. <laughs> I had the same problem last year. Sorry. That didn't sound like an ESPN video. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Are you on that uh that chat that what chat? What uh what's that website uh for hot wives that, that senator got uh what busted for? I have no I, idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> Moving on to the Southwest Conference. Cancel, cancel the pod. 
um, so SMU, the SMU and the Houston stuff, as far as the Southwest Conference, um, not that excited because it was also a whack uh, series, a Conference USA series. Um, like the Southwest Conference stuff that really does excite me is like Arkansas or, or Texas A&M, but Texas A&M will never play us again. Maybe in the Texas Bowl this year. Uh, they'll opt out or something. Uh, <laughs> you, you see that uh, win streak, Kyle? Eight. Yeah. Eight the, straight for the Frogs. The last, the last time Houston has beaten TCU was 1993. That was the year uh, Arkansas left the Southwest Conference. Mm. Dang. Kyle Dang. was in middle school then. <laughs> I, I, was, I was born in 1993. Oh, so wait, you've never seen TCU lose to Houston? Never, <laughs> not in my life. <laughs> Their second leading receiver from last week, Matthew Golden, was also a TCU. I player. remember, I remember him. him. Yeah, he's a he was a highly recruited player. I think yeah, uh, what was ninety three on two twenty four seven. And then there's another guy. What's his name? Micah Kendrick something. Oh yeah, uh-huh. the one from last year. Um, I don't see him on the stat sheet, but play. Do we want to do predictions for for Houston? Yeah, you said the spread was five and a half. Spread uh, six and yeah. six and a half. half to seven and a half, depending where you look. Yeah, yeah, give me TCU by ten in like a 31-21 game. There you go. I was going to go 28-14, 28-17, something like that. Okay. I think it's going to be a little slow at first because it's on the road and mm-hmm. we're still kind of, you know, getting yeah. our act together. But, kind of like we were talking about the running game. I just I don't expect much out of it. I think we're going to sling the ball around a lot towards the end of the game yeah. and end up pulling out 28 points. Okay. Yeah. Man. I think it's closer for most of the game, um, and at the end they we, we get an extra touchdown to make it forty-one twenty-seven high scoring. I don't that. Think, man, I don't think it'll be high scoring at all. I think it's going to be something like, um, yeah, I'm going to go twenty-four to twenty. Ooh, damn, Frogs. That's pretty Locked spicy. Defenses. You're taking Houston in the points, huh? Man, uh, Houston, it's their first Big 12 game. They're a little amped for getting their butt kicked and embarrassed last week. Uh, I mean, We're still plus figuring Houston, things out on defense. Plus, Houston had trouble scoring against UTSA, but UTSA, I mean, their defense, I don't know. It just feels like a low-scoring game on Saturday. So, Martin, I know you said you were uh, – Pretty confident you're making the trip. Maybe, maybe not. Would love a report afterwards on what the stadium's like, the environment. You know, uh, you know, I'm sure they're going to be amped up for a seven o'clock game. It's on Fox, all that stuff. But um, I've never really spent any time in that stadium, so it would be interesting to to find out how it is. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think it's the only former Southwest Conference teams that I have not been to their football stadium is Houston and Rice. I think. You can, you can do a Super Sport Saturday. Hey, yeah, it's Rice kickoff. It, yeah, is Rice at home? Maybe you could double dip. 
Oh, that's, that's, that's such a Martin Saturday right there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Rice football. I think they're on the road. But, man, I should have gone last week for that uh, Bayou Bucket Classic because I don't know when the next time they're going to play again. Oh, yeah. They're, they're – they're, oh, wait. No. no, they're at home on the 16th hosting uh, Texas Southern at 6 o'clock. You can go see oh, the first quarter. Oh, that's yeah. a bummer. Go see the first Maybe quarter. Southern. You can get in for, for five bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for thirty bucks you can go to both games. <laughs> yeah, thirty bucks. I'll be on the sidelines for that rice game. <laughs> <laughs> they might even, you know, for an extra ten dollars, let you call a play. <laughs> I bet you send send them information from the LDC. I bet you can get credentialed. <laughs> why right? Why right? Three stack Z forty go. <laughs> On three. Uh, oh, is this the guy with the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> the Lipton Drinking Club. Yeah, the Lipton. Club. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. dude! All right, fellas. all right, you ready to call it? Final thoughts? Anything before we go? Yeah. Nah, uh, let's get this out. Actually, actually, yeah. Final thoughts. Final thought for me. Everyone, stop effing blowing up Twitter with your stupid worrying and your stupid concerns about this team. Stop complaining about an FCS opponent. I don't want to hear it anymore. We start conference play this week. Who, who Let's go get a win. Is Garrett following that they're still talking about Nichols State? <laughs> Bro, I am so tired of hearing about it. I just you, sound go, like, I just, you sound like I you got go. your ass whipped in some group chats over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Brother, I did. I did. I want to start a I want to start conference play. Uh, I want to go win some football games. Let's That's go. what I care you, about. You know, what, Kyle, if Garrett, I, uh... what if PCU wins like sixteen to thirteen in overtime or something? <laughs> like, it's a it's a W, baby. I don't give <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's a it's a conference. We're another rampage next week. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, Kyle. No. Uh, my final thoughts is I think there are some things to be concerned about about this Frogs team coming out of this FCS game. <laughs> That uh, we uh, still need to be hatched out, and hopefully the frogs can figure that out before. Saturday. Garrett, your response? <laughs> My resp- I, I have a second last thought to rebuttal Ray's thought. We all need to be positive. Everyone have fun. Be positive. It's football season. It's an FCS game. We effing won by a thousand points. Let's go beat the shit out of Houston. That's good one night of my favorite, and go frogs. That's, that's one of my favorite gifts is that lady going, we're all going to have a good time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, my uh, my second final thought is, you know, uh, oh, my God, I'm walking off. (laughs) There's a lot to be. (laughs) You know, this offense hasn't scored many points. Okay, Houston Frogs, uh, you better be there. You better be loud. Last thought. We'll try to do spaces again on Saturday night. Yes, sir. That was fun. Went to four o'clock in the morning. So yeah, we won't uh, do that. But <laughs> thanks for joining tell- everyone, especially those who uh, who's, who jumped on YouTube tonight. Really appreciate yeah, you. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry, we'll see you we'll soon. For next week. We should Go, frogs. Go frogs. Go frogs. Go frogs. <laughs>